been a while. Yeah, you're sounding good on our end. We sound okay to you? Sound great, yeah. Right awesome. On. All right. All right, so um, uh, my name's Xavier. Hey, guys, Ian. And it's David Bean, the Davy of Love, Davy De La Hoya. Uh, we got a special <laughs> ah. guest today. There's no way I'm not going to win her heart. Oh, you got me in my eyes, bro. It's time, boys. Time the boys become men. Even with eyeliner on. Every little single thing I do, Flex is trying to bust my balls. <laughs> What's going on? So, do you want to go by? Do you go by Dave or Twelve Pack still? Um, it depends on where you find me. Where you um, find you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the Dave around here. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to change my name to Dave on, uh, you know, Daisy anyway, just so I wouldn't call 12-pack when I'm 50 years old. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, I'm my sense. way there. Yeah. But well, you still have the 12-pack, right? It's down there. It's down <laughs> there. It's coming back. Word. Pool season. So, yeah, how you been doing? Doing good? Doing great. Doing how about good, you guys? Yeah. Where are you guys from? From uh, central Illinois, Champaign. It's like two and a half hours south of Chicago. Okay. Very yeah. U of I, number one party school in the U.S. So. <laughs> All right. What you got there, man? Jaeger and Red Bull. I thought that was the plan. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, hell yeah. We're good to go. <laughs> right on. I was thinking, I didn't know, because I know on the show, you mostly, it's amp and vodka, right? Yeah, I mean, you could order whatever you want, honestly. So, but Daisy Love, they took the hard alcohol away from us because guys were smashing spam cans and shit. <laughs> <laughs> spam can? Yeah, Flex literally took a can of Spam, and uh, he basically said, give me the alcohol back, or the Spam gets it. And <laughs> put the alcohol back, he put the Spam on the table, took a pool stick, and was whacking uh, Spam all over the place. <laughs> so how, long, how far into the show was this? Oh, man. You know, it probably made the extras not maybe the regular episode, but okay. it had to be episode five, six, seven, something like Holy that. Gosh, yeah, because I don't think they showed that at all. Yeah. <laughs> you can find it online. For sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Say, so, sorry about the, the delay, show. guys. Sorry for leaving you hanging, man. I was uh, in the middle of posting an intense side-by-side -side with me and Nick Lachey on the Instagram. So, you know. <laughs> oh, no worries. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We were actually panicking. We had a whole apology message typed up to you because we couldn't get our microphones to work. And we did the one last <laughs> test before sending it. I had it in my notes. It's like two paragraphs about how we're Bush League and how we want to reschedule. But no, we made it work. We figured it out. We did it, it guys. <laughs> we did it. We're here. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. let's get down to it, man. Let's... Uh, Let's crack one yeah, open. You Starters one. here. Who's all doing Jaeger bombs? I'm I'm sitting this one out. I got some water. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll babysit these guys in a couple hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Have some fun. All right, should I just start episode one? Is that the easiest way to start kind of the walkthrough? The whole series? Yeah. Probably. Start wherever you want. You want to start in elementary school? <laughs> what up? I mean, the first three episodes are kind of interchangeable. They're really just getting rid of everyone you know is not going to last. 
I mean, well, you get that crazy guy who smashes something over his head and has to go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the first episode, we lose 84, 85, and 86, which is disappointing. I love those stupid-ass fucking triplets. <laughs> you know, they're actually gonna in the uh, Lady Gaga paparazzi music video. Were they? That's what they're most famous for. <laughs> uh, I looked into them a little bit, actually. They're just, like, traveling the world now. Uh, literally not working. They're not doing their band anymore. <laughs> And they're still doing everything together. I assume they're still fucking chicks together. I assume it's still a family ordeal there. Uh, yeah. Lose Dropout and Torch. They're basically, I mean, they're no good. They're not much. Second show, though, we lose a real, a real one. We lose Weasel. And that's <laughs> brutal. And we don't Absolutely. get to see more Weasel. He was supposed to be on I Love Money Season 3. Uh, but that's a whole thing. Yeah, but for it was sure. supposed to be like Weasel's the man. I mean, can we get some whiskey up in here? <laughs> really? I don't know if you guys follow his uh, his social media. He's like got to be fifty years old right now. He's in, he's got a bigger twelve pack than I do. He goes on <laughs> no shit. He's got a boat. I think he owns a tattoo shop and a couple other things. Damn, I did not realize he was now. doing that well because he. I mean, he's just a kind of a drunk mess. You mostly see in the first episode telling Daisy, "Oh yeah, I just finished two bottles of Jack Daniels." Oh yeah, he was incoherent. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we drew, we drew on his head. We were drawing, right? And he shows up to the elimination ceremony with shit still half on his face. Literally, didn't even look in the mirror before your like nationwide eliminations. Well, did somebody wipe him up at all? Because some of the stuff is off his face. It was probably him just like sweating. sweating. Yeah, and like wiping his forehead. Yeah, right. seriously. Damn. And then who else? We lose. Flipper has the whole freakout episode too. You There's were... the guy who smashes the bottle on his head. Yeah, right yeah. on his face. <laughs> he starts bleeding oh, and then looking in the mirror and he's talking to himself like it's oh what is, what's the movie where he's got the blood running down his face? He's talking in the mirror. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. not important. <laughs> some, some silence of the lamb. Something. Right. But I, I love New York. When I was on, I love New York. We uh, we had a guy on episode three literally throw himself down the stairs. Pooty made himself pass out. That was another dude that had to go home because of just losing it, really, on TV. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Careful so, if you guys get there, man. That yeah. <laughs> this dude's name. I'm sorry. There's a name I was looking for because I found him harassing you on Instagram, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, I, was, From- so I was digging through your Instagram, doing a little research, and I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's got – like weird like stitches all over his lips and stuff and he was claiming that he was like the crowd favorite contestant in the online oh, vote geez. for Daisy oh my gosh yeah. i need all your guys's votes for this last and final round to get me into the house so i can be with daisy yeah yeah so do you know anything about that dude i i do so um he was he was voted the crowd favorite he was like some <laughs> rocker or something like that you know he had like seriously crazy hair like his head shaved with like just a misfits type thing down the middle i mean he just looked like he was gonna a razor blade you know in his clothing and come on the show yeah uh, he definitely won the crowd vote for sure and the producers are like we, what do we need this guy <laughs> and then yeah, he you was... know, i volunteered to go on and they're like all right we're good cast <laughs> yeah because he was in your instagram comments saying they wouldn't let me on because i was a liability and this and that yeah and, and i remember like, i know bro. He... thanks for being a fan he hit me up he's like you look like a, you look like old 12 pack old man 12 pack and i was like bro <laughs> And he's just like, hey, man, I was just kidding. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to respond. <laughs> I know. Just trying to get a response. You don't have to, like, call me old man to get a response. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> All right. All right. And then so the third episode we have, it's your first challenge win. You win the paintball challenge. And the whole time you're saying, I don't want to be on this team. 
because uh, you do get kind of put with the smallest guys in the house. It's London and Sinister and Chi-Chi, I think. And you're wow. doing your little talking head, which, by the way, your talking heads are the only – you're the only one in the talking heads who doesn't make a complete ass out of themselves the whole time. You're the only <laughs> one who seems like they've done it before. I mean, because you have. You're obviously kind of a pro. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just listen to, like – you talk and Fox talk side by side is hilarious. <laughs> well, listen, and if, if I, I probably say things that, you know, think about it now where Fox probably watches and is like, man, that guy really doesn't like me. So mean to me, but honestly, like Fox, I love Fox. I, I love everybody on the show, but man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would say some things like, and I actually, I've hung out with Fox and we did a party in Louisville and right. some from Nashville came out to meet us and hang out. And they were like, Oh my God, Fox is so dreamy. And I was like, all right two hours into the party and they're like, oh my God, what is he saying? Like, <laughs> So since I won the date and I thought that I'd have special care, I thought that I'd also go on a, another, no. Since I tried so hard on this challenge, I thought that knowing the fact that we'd go on a date, oh, that's too long. Since I won, since I, hold on, how am I gonna put this? How am I gonna put this? How am I gonna put this? Um, so everyone goes on this date and everyone's going, I don't know where they're going. <laughs> now, so one of my yeah, favorite scenes with Fox is during Flipper's little like battle roast when he's trying to like rip on everyone in the show and tell challenge. And <laughs> he just goes, Fox ain't a rock star, he's a dork. And Fox just gets the biggest, dumbest smile on his face and just points right at him. And he just rubs it right off. Every time Fox gets insulted, he just smiles and it gets so happy. Like when he gets picked last in uh, the band competition, when he's on your team in the band competition. He's like smiling and excited when he's getting put on a team by force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that's basically what it was like, man. Honestly. So, but you play the drums in that challenge. So you played the drums a long time. Is that like... Because you didn't my raise your hand at the beginning a, when they asked who was in a band. Right. Well, my dad actually played the drums in a band in the 70s, long hair, couple tats, you know. Um, so we had a drum set growing up as kids. So obviously in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I played the drum set. You know, me and my buddies, I was a skateboarder, punk rock, you know, listen right to that music and all that stuff. So me and my buddies used to make skate videos and we would, I would play punk drums, you know, with my buddies and stuff. So, um, you know, I got out of that like in high school and whatnot, but... You can always pick up the drums and you know what I mean? Put, put yeah. And my brothers actually still record like keyboards and guitars. And my brother builds like guitar pedals. They're really into music. And my dad still plays. So I'll go to the house for like a family event and we'll have the drum set side by side. We'll have the keyboards. We'll have the guitar. Like we'll have everybody in the house just kind of jamming out for a couple hours after dinner. Just kind of, you know, having some fun. So it was yeah. That's awesome. They didn't yeah. judge it like on pure skill of the song. It was like. <laughs> This guy looks good. Uh, I want to spend time with London. His band wins the challenge. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You pretty close with your family, it sounds like. What do they think about the show? Or shows? Well, <laughs> a little bit of a loose cannon at that time. Right. <laughs> you know, I was, when I was like 19, 20, I was hitting New York City clubs up. Go out, you know, leave five, six in the morning, come back in the afternoon. I mean, you know, my schedule was all whack. So my mom got used to me being a little out of it. So... Um, yeah, there was definitely some stuff in the first couple episodes. They were like, man, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting hammered every episode, you know, I'm talking about this or that, or, you know, girls talking about, you know, really intimate stuff, you know? So, um, you get used to it after a while. And then it's like, you know, if I could go back to that age and think like, wow, I'm partying in college, you know, like you're at a college party now it's on camera and you're going to live the rest of your life known as this guy, yeah. like, you know, which is fine. I don't mind that guy. 
hey, why not right now anyway? You know, I, <laughs> right. yeah, I guess I kind of do it to myself a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, London Seam, like you said, wins that challenge. Long gets a free guitar and then decides to dip because he's got a guitar now. I never won anything like that on any of these shows. Like, never won. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's worth more than 200 bucks. No. Right. They bought you some leopard print lingerie, but, like, the guitar yeah. is not going to happen. I know. And I have plenty of my own of that. <laughs> yeah. And so then we've got the – this one, the next episode is actually a really good one. It is the photo shoot episode, which doesn't sound super exciting, but it's also the episode where the skunk gets in the house. Okay. So, the skunk. <laughs> that is not – the ugliest skunk I've ever seen. It looks like it could be a pet. Is that skunk real? Is it a hundred percent legit? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know every little behind the scenes detail. I mean, right. Sure. You guys are in a hamster cage, right? And you know, there's 20 of us and there's a camera up top and they got cheese here and there. You don't know what the heck's really there and what's not, but okay. to be honest with you, first of all, no one's handling a skunk and like releasing it. And if you're going to, you probably wouldn't do it in the living room of like a mansion you're renting, you know? Uh, yes yeah <laughs> we're going in and out all night i swear that thing must have run in there and you know we obviously took advantage of the situation and uh <laughs> that, was, that was insane you know talk soup uh, clip of the week that was pretty cool up so i take the chair throw the chair into the corner i got the skunk in the corner like this i'm creeping all up i pick that garbage can up and <laughs> oh my god his face is covered in skunk poo juice whatever that stuff is it's nasty I always thought when a skunk sprays you, it like lets off this little, you know, mist that kind of is like, oh man, that's terrible. But I mean, this thing pisses right on my face. Did he spray you in the face? The skunk couldn't have picked a better target at this time. No, it's tomato juice takes it off. Where'd it get you? Chi-Chi has got this tomato tub, and he's like, trust me, it smells really good. It didn't do a damn thing for me. Give me a garbage. I get the smell in my nose, and the odor is kicking everybody's ass. Where'd it get you? I'm just over here just hurling. And I just started puking because Big Rig was puking everywhere. So you got launched right in the face. That was, you got shot yeah, by that I mean, skunk. I, I I definitely asked for it. I've never backed a skunk <laughs> or blocked him in with a chair before, like in <laughs> like a kitchen. Uh, oh. But you know, if you're gonna get sprayed by a skunk, it's better than that than like in your own home where you actually have to clean it up and whatnot. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although the yeah, kitchen smelled like a skunk time. for a week. Oh, we didn't geez. go near the kitchen for like a week, I swear. After that, like the whole side of the house was shot for a couple of days. It was bad. Okay, so that, that's yeah, that sounds about as real as it gets right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, they wouldn't ruin half their half their set, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it got some views, but it didn't make the show. Because when that's what it really convinced me that it was it was real was the the puking. Because you <laughs> yeah, the puking. You can't even show the puking. I mean, you didn't. You guys, man, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they didn't even show the puking. It was like a nonstop 30 minute, like <laughs> everybody in the house. It was horrible. Oh God. Horrible. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, it, that was, that was deep. Like when you really like can't breathe it in anymore and like it goes right to the stomach and whatever you ate's coming out, it was, there was no avoiding that. That's picture like you getting gassed with something right now and you're just gonna reflect so badly your stomach's gonna recoil and you're gonna vomit. Like that's <laughs> right. And I imagine you guys weren't eating the best in that house. I mean you were probably eating good, but it was like a lot of pizza and stuff like that. It's it's hit and miss. You know, you get these dates where you get these dinners that I'm not gonna right. go make or buy, you know, but then again you get plenty of frozen food and depending on how much you're drinking and whatever happened that day, you might stay up till three in the morning eating four frozen food dinners before you go to sleep. Well, yeah. <laughs> So it's Cage goes home that episode after the whole incident with Flex. He tries to start the fight with Six Gauge. Flex chokes Shame. him out, pulls him down. He missed the fight episode too. You know, yeah, right. That's one thing I was <laughs> laughing about was they kick Cage out. Daisy has a whole breakdown of I don't like violence. I don't like this and that. And then it's like let's throw him in a cage fight. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was definitely unexpected. Some of those guys were like really nervous about getting in a cage i mean think about it you guys are like hey we're just chilling and now you're like no no you're putting gloves on today like right now in yeah like five minutes you will be in the cage slugging somebody yeah, like, literally fighting for this oh, woman's like, like, yeah, oh by yeah, the way you got the pack. worst draw in that whole challenge too yeah 12 pack oh, big rig are you were just on a tv show uh for fighting you're in, <laughs> you know mid-season mid-camp form you know why don't you hear 12 pack i guess you seem to be the next best guy why don't you fight him you know for as long as we tell you so. Yeah. Yeah, he went and on the Ultimate referee. Fighter and then he went on a WWE reality show after that. And then he did a Stone Cold Steve Austin separate from the WWE reality show after that. So I think Bigger has actually been on more shows than you. Possibly. Oh yeah. He's he's got me he's got me smoked in the uh, popularity department. <laughs> But no, I mean, the thing with Big Rig is I literally, you know, the guy, I, I lost the fight, regardless of his illegal punches to the back of the head, which is mm -hmm. what fight. I mean, I sat there and took like 10 of them before. The referee actually was uh, Liddell's trainer. He should know the rules. I know. Yeah, what you're absolutely. Doing. Yeah. He's unloading. <laughs> on you. you are not like in a good position. Yeah. We were just well, like, okay, like he's stop. Like he won. <laughs> we changed, we changed controls. Honestly, I was, all right. Picture it this way. Right. I used to wrestle in high school. I used to coach wrestling. Um, when you come back in November or the beginning of the season, you know, a guy who maybe doesn't beat you, catches you off guard, you trip your butt, you know, cause you're not loose. You're not like doing it. Now here I am three years removed from any right. whatsoever. <laughs> I've been drinking all month, you know, yeah, right. five years. You got a guy who's literally two or three fights that year. And, you know, I got one shot to beat him. So he takes me down first. I loosen up. I reverse him, slam him on his head, hit him a few good times. Uh, he goes to put me in a triangle choke. And, you know, the, what I do is if you get an arm bar, you're supposed to jump over. But we have a headgear. So I kind of got stuck, ended up on the bottom. Headgear pops off and he hits me good, like right in the nose, which is fine. The ref stopped it because the headgear fell off, which that was fine. That was legal. That should have, you know, that was fine. We restart it. Somehow I try to reverse him again. He ends up getting in my back and now I'm tired and you can't really like fight him off. And I'm sitting there and he's literally punching 
the back of your head. And in, in MMA, that's illegal. You have to punch him underneath in the chin. And by that point, I'm sitting here like 12 of them and I'm like lights going in and out, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, I literally tapped out. The TV doesn't show all of that. They kind of edit it to where I'm like laying down and tired after the first breakdown, but that's what really went down. But anyway, yeah, I lost, but Big Rig has like 22 pro, like MMA fights in his career. And I've got <laughs> one if you count Big Rig. Right. He's crazy. And not only that, but you also, in the paintball challenge, it shows you getting like six shots in the back of the head like two days before that fight, too. You know, I, I I was okay after the paintballs. There were some welts on the back of the legs and stuff, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, I thought that was going to really sting. I was expecting like, oh my gosh, like we're going to get, I don't know how to describe like what a paintball should feel like, maybe bare skin, like super close, but it wasn't like that. I mean, we had the, like the jailhouse outfits on with like the headgear. I didn't even notice, honestly, didn't even notice anything when that challenge was over. There were guys going, ah, you know, I was like. <laughs> <I didn't even. laughs> right. <laughs> so you said you wrestled a lot growing up. You've got a big personality. You've got the reality, like, I don't know, platform, I guess. Did you ever think about, like, pro wrestling? Because I know, like, The Miz or Mike, whatever his name was on The Real World, is, like, doing the pro wrestling thing. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I started wrestling in third grade, that's why, you know. Yeah. I, the Hitman Hart, Davey Boy Smith, you know, I mean, these are much older guys. But, you know, back in my youth and, like, the... Oh, yeah, I know the Bulldog. I'm familiar. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. I remember, I remember like, picking wrestlers. Me and my brother would pick who we were just going to win the matches and stuff. So I went to my mom in, like, third grade and was like, I want to wrestle. Like, that's I chose to do that. Um, so, I yeah, definitely when the shows came out and I was in good shape, I actually went and started training in Long Island. Uh, this guy, his okay. name Brimstone. I thought he was, like, Brimstone was, like, a legit, you know, heavy-duty pro guy. And I got, like, two or three matches. Like, there was a couple still online where I'm in my singlet. Um, <laughs> First, first or second match I go against, uh, I don't even remember his name, like WCW guy with the mohawk and the face paint. You would recognize him if you saw him. Uh, first match. And these guys just, whoop, I mean, they were like doing over-the-head suplex stuff. You see them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go with it. But you actually have to like go back a little because if you throw a fake punch and they don't go with it, then like they're not acting their part. So here I am just going with everything. And I, <laughs> right. rounds are watching me just get thrown around for five minutes in here. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, nobody really, Brimstone, my, the point of my story was he was supposed to be a pro wrestler and nice guy. You know, I, I like Will, but I, some guys like, hey, we're going to cancel you off this show, you know, and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm trained by Brimstone, the pro wrestler. He goes, Actually, he has like one wrestling match and here's his record. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I'm off. <laughs> and that was it, man. I kind of, you know, I just, you know, life happens, you know. Sure. And that hurts, you know, go off of the top rope, you know, and honestly, and jump to just to the, to the ground, you'll be like, oh, my ankles, like both your ankles. Now, try yeah. to run over. That's like a good 10, you know, eight foot drop. It's not easy. These guys are doing flips off that stuff. It's dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know, 21. <laughs> yeah. So the next episode, my very least favorite episode, because Fox goes home. Oh, <laughs> terrible. So... One of my favorite things about the whole Fox situation is he did the same like exit interviews with reality T or whatever that you guys all did. And so I'm reading his and he's justifying the fact that he's like, Oh, I didn't really have a girlfriend. I was just too drunk on the show to actually explain myself to Daisy and Ricky. Is there any truth to that? Cause he's definitely like out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty accurate. You know, I mean, he probably was talking to some girl like it was his girlfriend and maybe not even realizing, Hey, I'm on a TV show. I don't have a girlfriend. I shouldn't make pretend I have. That's why you go home. But like I said before, like drunk and out of it, like, uh, again, I love Fox, but that's like the best way to describe them, sober or not. <laughs> 
So, show a lot of drinking, a lot of cigarettes. Anything else in the house? Or, I mean, is it pretty chill? You don't have to say names or anything. <laughs> I mean, you can say names. Hey, listen, I love money and Huatuco. You got away with a little bit more, you know, than uh, LA. But, um, you know, that's a whole nother, uh, whole nother show. Yeah. Tracking, heard. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes home next? Big Rig? Yeah, Big Rig goes home in the cooking challenge. You make the red velvet cake. You actually, like, the presentation on that was nice. Obviously, you know, can't tell much without just looking at it, but it looks nice. It was a little stiff. I mean, I'm an artiste, so I had to make it look at least uh, presentable, but it didn't probably taste as good as it should have. <laughs> gotcha. I like my food, like, cooked, like, well, like, like actually cooked, so. And, and was it mostly, like, you guys actually cooking? How much did, like, the catering people or their whatever help? Nobody. I mean, you're, you're cooking. <laughs> you know, I mean... They, yeah, nobody was there to like help really. I mean, unless sitting around flirting with you guys, because I know the one dude's like hitting on Big Rig the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was it. They put the caterers in there to sway us away from Daisy and see who was. <laughs> Thank God I avoided Ricardo's uh, lustrous advances. So then the next one is not a good episode either. <laughs> Because London comes back. London's... I hate London so much. <laughs> Dude, he's just such a crybaby the whole time. And then, I mean, the fact that he ends up winning, and it's it's just bad. Well, yeah, leaving is pretty severe. <laughs> right, leaving. Again, right after he gets the guitar. He gets the guitar, says, oh, my God, thank you so much. I haven't had a guitar this whole time. I sold it to pay bills. And then gets mad because Daisy doesn't listen to him enough when he's on a bus with five other girls. Dips. <laughs> comes back because he emailed Ricky and said he was sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. That sounds uh, pretty accurate. You know, I mean, I who knew he would have won? But, you know, I mean, really, you know, we're playing. I'm playing for second at that point. So that was that was fine with me. Right. Because your whole the whole goal for you was get your own show after. Right. Still working on it. Still working yeah. on it. Still working on it, man. But. <laughs> So are you going to be looking for love or are you trying to do something else? Yeah. I mean, me and my three, my three kids will pick out the, the, you know, the girl for me and my wife, you know, there you go. <laughs> Unicorn of love. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I, I would do the of love thing. I mean, when I first met my wife and we were just boyfriend, girlfriend, and she was pregnant and you know, she was like, yeah, I get it. You're going to have your own show. Like that's I'm down with that. Fast forward here, you know, 11 years later, you get your own show like, get <laughs> like oh you're gonna go hook up a girl okay you know it wouldn't be as fun where i'd be like oh man one here you know we're gonna get married you don't want to do <laughs> what is it real and chance from i love new york ended up doing like a monster hunting show they're like looking for bigfoot and shit did they really they didn't do a show about that though or did they yeah they got a reality show about <laughs> it and i wrote technically on i love new york because i'm the one who basically came up with the whole bigfoot hunter thing to real and chance so yeah i'm gonna call 51 minds for the producer credit on that the world <laughs> what is that <laughs> what what <laughs> is that man man it's starting to rain we ought to get up out of here no no that's a swamp monkey Yeah, I would get on that yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chi-Chi goes home. And then, so you have a kind of an unfortunate joke in this episode. Because it's right before London comes back. And Sinister's talking about his stage name, Trip Lee. And you're, you go, oh, I thought it was Joshua Lee. 
which is what London says his real name is when he freaks out and he's doing the whole, I'm Joshua Lee, I'm a real person, I'm a puppet, oh, look right. at me dance. <laughs> that whole routine, which, I mean, was good TV. <laughs> that was entertaining. Yeah, I don't know why people, again, I don't know why people get so crazy over this stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, having done it, I could at least uh, relax a little bit and not get, like, super crazy. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, you good? You guys got me? Yeah, we got you back. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Clear. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So what were you saying? Um, I mean, I guess we were talking about Joshua Lee and everything. Yes. But, yeah. Like, I... I don't know why. I mean, alcohol makes you go a little crazy, but like, I don't know. I just don't know why people like literally are losing their minds on these shows. It's, it's a lot of yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people lose their minds over less, I guess. People go crazy over stupid shit, but yeah. The yeah right, just... Like, I can't find my remote controller. Oh my gosh, I'm on national TV and I passed out drunk and people just, you know. <laughs> Okay, you should have seen the fit we were throwing. We couldn't get Zoom to work with our microphones earlier, bro. This whole place should be trash right now. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, I think we weren't drinking yet. <laughs> right, yeah. Lucky we were holding off for the Jaeger bombs. Uh, it's all good, man. We're, we're going to be done with this. 10 already. <laughs> so that's when the ex-girlfriends come in. Or not so much for you. You get kind of a friend from the past. You're familiar with each other. Yeah, I mean, you don't... Okay. For everyone that's like, how do you get on a reality show? What do you do when you get on the show, right? And now they're like, hey... Who are your ex-girlfriends? Who are your brothers and your mothers? And you, and you fill out this form where you're like thinking, mm -hmm. this ex-girl is going to bash me. Let me put her on here. Oh, this girl is going to roast me. They're going to call her and, hey, we're trying to interview this guy. And we just tell us a funny story. No, you're going to get on the show. Then they're going to say, come on and humiliate this fool. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I called my girlfriend, like, who was just one of the boys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Me, her, and both my brothers would hang out. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, so she was just one of the one of the guys. So I had her come on and I was like, yo, I'm gonna put your name down, your only name, my ex-girlfriend, and you're gonna come on, and you're just gonna be like, Dave is like the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly that. So it was great. It's smart as hell. Play play yeah, the game buy, right. I had to buy her something after, you know, for for her to, you know, hooking me up, but it's right. <laughs> But so Sinister, not so lucky with the whole ex-girlfriend situation. It comes out that he, whatever, had the whole incident where he hit her in the mouth in the club. And Ooh. yeah, it's a whole incident. And he ends up going. Sinister, I did some more research into. He's like a weird dude. One, him and Chi-Chi are still boys. They still post <laughs> stuff on Instagram together. And yeah, two, they, live in, they live in Nashville. I actually own a, I own a piece of land in Nashville myself. I lived in Nashville for five years, so... Anytime I would go down there, I would, um, you know, we'd hang out, we'd go to the clubs. I lived there for five years, so they were like my boys down there. So it was pretty cool. And Sinister is in music, so he would do like karaoke in Nashville. It's like a big karaoke town. So he's he's doing his thing down there. He's loving it. Nice. And, uh, you know, we're all doing good. Yeah, he's in music. And his whole family's in music. His one brother is like the basis for Mudvayne. And then his other brother was like a drum tech for Slipknot. Oh, okay. So, like, he's been around the music industry yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the lead lead singer for Makeshift Romeo, where yeah, music and actually, was he the other one Twisted Method. Uh, that was his old band. He did Twisted. He's been in like he's he was the he was in uh, I think his brother was in Mudvayne. He was in Dope. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, he's they've been in a lot. They've toured. I've seen him. Uh, 
I think Kid Coma or something like that was his first, but a lot of punk music. Uh, he grew up in like Fort Myers, uh, Florida area. So they have like a lot of like, uh, you know, punk rock and roll and stuff. He's a Chicago guy though. Orig- uh, after Florida moved to Chicago. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, he's been around the scene forever. He, he, when he went to Nashville, he got signed by uh, John Rich from Big and Rich. And honestly, I watched his music videos uh, and he was, they were awesome. I was like, this guy's got to be like the next big pop star, like huge. I thought he was going to be huge. I'm disappointed. And I think he is too, that he's not huge because he has the talent. I just don't know why he hasn't gotten to that next level completely yet. He's doing his thing, but he's like really like big time. No joke. Yeah. I mean, he's talented. His, even his like little makeshift songs on Daisy of love were like head and shoulders kind of above. Like you just compare like the song he wrote and then the song London wrote, put them (laughs) side by side. Well, both of them, because they do it in the music challenge and they both just like write a song for Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. I've seen him play. I've seen him play live. I went to a show in Jersey when he was with Dope. Um, I went to John Rich's house in Nashville when they were uh, performing as well, when, you know, some other record labels were up there and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen him a couple of times. He's, it's good. Good times for sure. Yeah. Nice. Probably better seeing him there than, you know, when he's got the guitar in the bedroom with a girl you're trying to hook up with. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Well, you know, he was smashing guitars and Daisy loved because he literally would sit there and be like, Daisy wooing her all night on the guitar. And then I'd come down and be like, Daisy, you want to go to your room? And she's like, uh, all right, boys, I got to go. It's <laughs> so mad. So mad. Yeah. It's funny because, like, watching the show, I was like, very much like, oh, yeah, Dave's the guy. He's the cool guy. He's relaxed. He hasn't done anything to piss me off. But if I, I was in the house, I probably would not like you at all because just how easy it was for you. But, it, it, but we'd make fun. You know, we'd make it fun. You know, I'd be like, you know, listen, man, you hang out with Daisy all day, get buttered up, and then you're through, and, you know, I'll, I'll finish her off for you. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you get the appetite as long as you come home for dinner. Yeah, as long as you're okay with it, then we're cool, man. <laughs> so next episode is just a clip show you guys watched all the clip show right do you guys have any questions from that or uh so some of those fights were like people were ready to knock each other's teeth down their throats which makes sense with 20 dudes living in a house but were, was any of that like kind of you know gassed up and exaggerated or were some of those about to be real fights like yeah there was a couple like choke holds and you know things where we had to pull some people off of each other for okay. sure um i think flex and flex and cage that one time uh but it was weird like cage was like picking on someone else and next thing you know flex ended up having him in a joke and we're breaking them up like it was just <laughs> like a domino effect yeah, yeah it was like really i mean of- like flex i guess flex was holding something in from the day before so <laughs> you know cage comes in attacks somebody and next thing you know like flex is behind him choking him out and we're pulling flex off of him yeah flex is upset. he's screaming the whole time he's screaming he's not an ultimate fighter he's no ultimate fighter this and that <laughs> But yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, I know, man. And honestly, I, Flex is a 215-pound, six-foot-three wrestler. You know, I mean, he's, he's like... Bad he's, dude. He gave it to Six Gauge. That well, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> There's a scene on the clip show where I'm in like a Speedo, me and Flex are wrestling. I was, we're a little drunk, but I'm throwing him around the room pretty nice. <laughs> I was hoping that I went against Flex in that challenge, but I guess Big Ray, you know, wouldn't have had an opponent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we got the finale. Where it all goes south for 12-pack. Oh, man, this is where it goes south. Where it all falls apart. You get dumped at the airport and kind of done dirty. But, I mean, that's kind of the way it seems on camera, at least. But that's maybe not necessarily how it happened. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's exactly what happened. You know, I was on the airport. Yeah, and I'd be like, 
it's like, okay, here, we're going to stage this thing. No, it's like, we actually flew, we're in Hawaii. Like we flew to Hawaii. We didn't just like, we didn't just appear there. And yeah. We only were there for 24 hours. And like, I'm literally, they're flying away. Like they, they, Flex gets in a, a, like a hot air balloon or like some helicopter. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Right in front of me. And I'm sitting there like, okay, what the hell? Now, granted, that was big, like, okay. You know, if you're an actor, Dave, you know, this is where you put on the tears, buddy, you know? And uh, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is, uh, cameras are on me. Like, I, this is my elimination. Like, this is where all this alcohol you know, is, is coming into play. But I, of course, they didn't let me drink beforehand. So imagine yourself six shots deep, and now you're getting a fake cry. It's going to be good. Now, right. you up in the morning, and you, you haven't drinking a thing, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got to really put this on. Like, <laughs> tears out of my eyes. And I didn't have that type of training, you know. So I... I did whatever I did whatever I could, you know, to uh, to make it go down. And you know, they I got called by the producers after, and they're like, "Hey, I heard you got dumb. You you put on the show." You know, they're like, "Great job." Um, so I did what I had to do, but um, yeah, I mean, I they I, they were like, "Okay, now it's time to fly back home and let's go." But, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go to the hotel room, wake me up when my flight is. They're like, "No, 5:45 p.m. We knew you're getting dumped at 9:45 a.m. You're gonna eat <laughs> at the airport, but Holy yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> That's brutal." Cause they have the whole, like it dramatically like swirls around you. Like they have the cameras like below you. So it's looking up at you for the sympathetic view. And then they have, you're given the whole monologue about, uh, you know, if she doesn't want me, whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then they start putting <laughs> the airplane noises over you. They cut out of your monologue. <laughs> they ask you to turn on the tears and then they just cut over you. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, I'm embarrassed. Like having to watch this scene. Right. Cause here I am with my girlfriend. Um, who has been dating me the whole time the show's on, I lose oh. a break, you know, and she's like a badass, you know, so here she is like, what are you doing? Getting punched in the head for it. Like, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> punching him in the head, you know, and then now, now here I'm crying on the tarmac, like, okay, let me at least make it pour out. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, 2,500 Facebook friend requests, literally that night and no. the next morning, Oh, I'll, I would never do that to you, 12-pack. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I work for, you know, uh, bangbros.com. Look at my video. Anywhere. Oh, it was great. It was, yeah, it was surreal. Insane, but, um, man, I bet they offered Joe Buck like a million dollars to narrate porn. I bet you could have gotten paid. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, you know, that would probably be living with me forever and uh, right yeah i do all right now and luckily there's no luckily i didn't fall victim to the guy emailing me saying hey we'd love to pay you 40 grand for playgirl i just need some pics of you nude can you just send them to me first and then i'm going to pick yeah we'll pay you dude later. i'm telling you half these people on these shows probably fall for that I mean, <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be i got hit with that from every angle i'm like that's definitely fake this is a fake one i learned where the catfish was way before that show i'm not even... <laughs> I, I learned the signs of everything listen emergency right before you go to meet him a rich girl you know from a rich family you know a virgin or you know two partners i mean there is such the the list could go on and on it's amazing and they're of course they're all just beautiful whatever exactly what you want and god knows what you're really dealing with on the other side yeah <laughs> oh my god for that show <laughs> so did you meet a lot of like super fans in person do you have a lot of people come up to you like on the street and be like holy shit you're 12 pack or you're dave you know, it's it's tough to know who's like how big of a you know fan, right? You don't know when you see somebody. You would think that here we are 13, 12 years later, if someone comes up to me and goes, Hey, yo, 12 pack, like 
they were probably a decent fan because here we are 12 years later and they remember like exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, I could say though, I mean, of course people hit you up and say, oh my God, like, you know, when I was 12, I had a poster on the wall and my mom, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but aside from that stuff, um, I've, I was in Texas at a party, hosting a party and, uh, you know, hey, we're going to go back and go to this girl's apartment. You know, the guy hosting the club, bring you over. Okay, great. There's like eight of us. You know, we're just going to have to look at an after party. And I forget, it was screensaver on her computer. You know, there was definitely a picture of me. And then like on the wall of her dorm room, there was like guys, you know, like like teeny bopper guys. Like she like, <laughs> definitely like front and center. You know, and here I am in <laughs> dorm room. And I'm like, and it didn't, you know, dawn on me at the time. Like nowadays, if you walk into the dorm and you see that, like, you know, like I should, you know, you know what to do. Now you <laughs> you were like okay like i guess that's a normal thing <laughs> so before you go on these shows do they give you like coaching on how to deal with this stuff or was this kind of before they were doing that whole thing nah see like and i we always hear like all oh, the producers this the producers that right they might tell you something once maybe twice the whole show you know like i said you're mice in this you know game right and you're filming it if you guys came up with this show and you were like hey here's what we're gonna do each episode you'd have like the host daisy or whomever and you'd have like an assistant host like ricky but then you'd have like the cast and you know every now and again you might be like oh my gosh i just need to get so and so to say something so i might have to be like hey can you just tell so and so this like that's it though like you know they're not telling you to do all this stuff they might once or twice the whole season tell you to say something because they need like to get that out there um but it's not like oh man the producers they wanted me to do this and they, they want these people make it like, oh yeah, they were wanting me to like, infiltrate the system. No, they might have been like, hey, can you go over there and like start some beef with so and so? Like, <laughs> that's it. You know, no one's, you know, and that's like them just being like, okay, this is lame as shit. Let's get something going. You know? Right. Gotcha. But well, uh, so what I actually, and that's an awesome answer. That's awesome information to get. But what I meant was more like, do they tell you about like, hey, you're gonna get catfish. You're gonna have people hitting you up. Don't do this and this. Oh, like after the after. Yeah. That. Is it any kind of like fame coaching or not so much at all? <laughs> no, there ain't none of that stuff. No. <laughs> like It's like, you know, you'll be lucky if they tell you how to get to the airport like the next day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, hey, man, I left a pair of jeans in the house. You know, no, nah, I mean, there's literally, un unfortunately, uh, there's some you know, relationships I have with some producers and people on the sets. And, you know, some people hit me up that were like PA assistants. I don't remember. Like, you know, no offense. Like, I just, there's a lot of people. I really yeah, drinking a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember some producers, but think about it. You're on a camera and here's your, your crew. Then there's those, you're not allowed to talk to that crew, right? So like, you might remember a person here or there. And if you've done three of them, you might remember some more, but someone might hit you up and they're like, yeah, I was a PA and I had a couple episodes. I routed you up and I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. you too. Um, but like, as far as the relationships, you know, especially for me, it would have been really cool if like Chris Abrego or Mark Cronin, uh, Lisa Lopez is Mark Cronin's wife, or at least she was. I, I assume they're still married. Lisa got me on Daisy Love. Lisa was mad cool. And, you know, for the first five to seven years after the shows, I'd hit her up with the script or like just to, you know, keep in touch. And she'd always, you know, hit me back. Last like five years, a couple of times I hit her up, dead silence. Hey, here's a here's a video of a project I'm working on. Or, hey, what about this? Like nothing, you know, and I don't yeah. need projects, but, you know, wherever she's at in her life, she's doing her thing. And I guess her, you know, she doesn't feel like hitting me back for, you know, at the moment. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's like I feel like that was the way with everybody on those shows. Either you were making them money and you were good for what they were doing or they liked you and wanted to keep a relationship or you were just another one of 20 guys on another one of 20 shows that they run. You know, these guys just pumping shows out like, you know, and uh, I guess it's up to you what you do with it. But 
you know, I won't necessarily call them to get back onto something, you know, maybe they would want me to, but uh, I've actually got uh, some stuff filmed right now. I've got some projects working on. I mean, my YouTube channel, I've been building up, but that's, you know, small potatoes. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you've got the quarantine celebrity documentary you're doing right yo, now. Yeah, man, I, I whipped that thing up all on my cell phone and I'm not even done editing it up. Yeah, so, you know, it's just something. I was just getting back into the flow of editing, putting some stuff content-wise out there. Like, there's got some celebs involved, you know, getting, getting it's, and hey, in 10 years, that's going to be pretty cool to look back and be like, whoa, this is like how you guys were living. Right. So I time capsule, you know, maybe right now we're like, whatever, but I think down the line, you're going to look back and just even me spraying some dude with Lysol at a toll booth is going to be a lot funnier than it is. <laughs> know maybe at the moment right now um but yeah no we're, we've got um i filmed something for my work and actually we we're in, we're under contract we got a management uh, company and a film production company that's uh that signed us for a year um and we're filming celebrities uh and i sell high-end sports memorabilia so we're gonna go around uh whether it's like kareem abdul jabbar or we've sold his collection a bunch of new york yankee players barry bonds uh, Vegas Dave is a customer of ours. You know, he's going to be involved in the show with his wife. Like we got some cool people, personalities. So we're going to go around their house, looking at their collections and stuff. And uh, we're trying to get that thing filmed ASAP because there's no programs. There's not going to be a lot of programs coming on. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd love for, you know, end of the summer and the fall to be, uh, you know, back on something. I mean, I could see us even on ESPN right now, just because, you know, if, if this Corona thing keeps going and basketball season ends up getting canceled, it's supposed to start here in over a month it gets canceled again, they're going to have literally nothing besides. Yeah. So, you know, they, they'd welcome anything like that. So that'd be cool. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, being on ESPN would be pretty cool. You know I mean? So I'm not done with, with anything, anything yet. You know, like I'm not just like, yeah, I do my nine to five. I, I I'm a carpenter. Nah, I don't, nothing like that, man. You know, I'm a, I deal on high end sports memorabilia. We're on TMZ all the time. If you saw like a $922,000 Mike Trout baseball card for sale recently, that was our auction house. We oh, sold yeah. From his rookie year for three hundred seventy-five thousand, we do some crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And well, now I don't know if you know, but all of the of loves are on Hulu, which is owned by Disney, who also owns ESPN. So, oh my gosh, there there's got to be something there. It. It's a done deal. Lock it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that was cool. Talk about it's the cool. last little bit of the show. Uh, I mean, nothing really that cool happens after you leave, though. Like you leaving the show is was like, over. Climax. Yeah. I changed I changed the channel. Who won anyway? Did we <laughs> Yeah, so London ends up winning. Uh with no justification. Daisy just says, Yeah, I want you. There's nothing wrong with Flex. I need Flex, I know. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you know, the thing is like home like in the morning. At least the last two on the last night they got like a you know, their their sleepover time with Daisy and I mean that would have been nice too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. And then, so London wins, and the relationship doesn't last long. Um, it actually ends up Daisy announces it's over over MySpace, which is <laughs> awesome, fucking that is awesome, incredible that that's how it gets announced. Dude, you literally look naked with a Jaeger bottle, like right in the crotch right now. Perfect. That's what I'm going <laughs> for. Impressive, bro. <laughs> That's right. the show, bro. We got to get it in the thumbnail so we get the views. <laughs> Dude, there it is, man. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> so you got kids. They're not, they're not old enough to watch a show, right? They haven't seen. No, I mean, okay. So the, the show used to like rerun on uh, Valentine's Day on, the, on VH1. Okay. Every year. So like, no doubt, I've got a 10-year-old, you know, 
And uh, for like the last two or three years, they haven't played it, but he might've been six, seven years old. And no doubt that thing was on like all day long, at least one or two Valentine's days. And then he wanted to be like a YouTube star. So we go to the mall, like right after it aired, like right, like that weekend, Valentine's weekend, we go to the mall and I swear four girls come up, you know, right away. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, take a picture. And my son's there and he's like, like, I want to get in. So (laughs) this is YouTube star Davey Jr. You know, and I, you know, so he liked that. That's awesome. You know, but I don't know. You know, I mean, we have the same name too, so that doesn't help him out at all. Right. <laughs> Job, and if we look anything alike, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, no, your dad was on." No, no. It's bad enough I don't get the job. You know, walking around my shirt, they're gonna tell my son, "Like, nope, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, every background check's gonna pop up with that from here on out. <laughs> oh, just come on. I mean, like, granted, I use a computer now, but it's I have the same name as him. So, like, obviously, he's gonna be like 16. Like, let me Google myself and like, holy shit, what the? <laughs> I try to get him used to it now, though. You know, like, like he watches like the he's there in my documentaries and you know film projects, and you know it's not an uncommon saying around the house like, oh, daddy's gonna be on this TV show or that. You know, so it's like. You know, it's not like, oh my God, like I'm on the news tonight for three seconds looking in the background. So he kind of grew up knowing that a little. And there were times when he'd be like, mommy, are, are you famous too? Like, you know, and I mean, and believe it or not, uh, my wife, uh, she was, she dated like Keith Urban for about four years. She was on In Touch Weekly on the cover when they were like that whole affair thing. That was my wife. They dated for, for a while. So I'm okay. um, stranger to, uh, you know, the lifestyle at all. And when I met her, neither of us were looking to date anyone. And she was out, you know, and you know with her people and you know just kind of connected at an interesting time so you know nice. but it's cool you know i mean that's that's what you that's what you do i mean could i be living here you know i got a 5800 square foot home with five bedrooms do i want to live here by myself like you know what i mean like what do i do? take the kids to the pool we go to the gym downstairs like you know i mean you can't enjoy it by yourself you know yeah. so you know you gotta and like every house that i buy to you know rent out and stuff and keep building up i mean i keep accumulating i'm trying to get as many as i can I'm trying to get another one next year I don't want, like, what's the point, you know, for what? Like, yeah, it'd be nice to have, like, international women, like, supermodels flying over every weekend <laughs> of the lifestyle. I mean, hey, I'm 37, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'll be doing okay at 47 and even better at 57. So, you know, I mean, awesome. uh, yeah, man, we got plenty of life left. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I only have one more question written down. I don't know if you guys have any more, but, I mean, I know you said – <laughs> You know, you talk to Fox a little bit. You talk to Chi-Chi and Triple E a little bit or Sinister. Uh, I see Flex coming on a couple of your Instagrams. Anyone else you keep in contact with? I mean, you know, that's definitely probably the group, you know. I mean, honestly, Flex and I haven't spoken as much. And, you know, he's very outspoken on a lot of uh, political mm-hmm. yeah, I've, you know, things like that. So his Instagram. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and I I don't care. Like, I'm not about like that. And I mean, it. like, I'm not about like, if you're about it, like, great. But I'm just... Mm-hmm but like we can still all be friends and do our thing. I'm not going to take a side at all. So, um, you know, but I think he's so like almost over consumed that like, you know, he feels like people are like out to get him or like, if he doesn't like my wife's political view or, you know, so unfortunately, you know, we're not as close as we, we could be. Um, but really, you know, like he, um, he from, I love uh, New York um, and I are, are cool. You know, we're cordial on the phone. There's no reason not to be or like, right. I mean, we tried to like partner up and you know, it's tough literally think about it you guys just got off a show right i got off a show i'm a popular guy he you know was on the show too and now like hey i want to do my thing you know maybe i want to go partner up with you know leo dicaprio i don't know right why not shoot for for stars yeah you know i mean hey people want to partner up with me too and that's cool but for me i should be looking you know like hey what's going to benefit myself in the long run the most 
And, you know, even though I think Heat and I could have had a really fun, you know, party voice show. Um, <laughs> and who knows, you know, I mean, I still like to party. So it's not impossible to happen at any time. But, you know, it got so like overwhelming, like we're like, I don't have, you don't have to live like your lifestyle, like every day, like that. Like if you want to do the party voice, go in a house for 20 days, film the shit. Yeah. Be, mm-hmm. Or do a couple parties, but I don't have to like, you don't have to jump in the passenger seat every time I go cruising like it, <laughs> like that. But that's how it was. And that's gotcha. how, it, you know, and his mother was very into like us. You guys got to show the reputation. I mean, she told me one time even like, hey, you really got to live this out. And like, if you're doing a party, you shouldn't be doing without him. You guys got to give this appearance. And it's like, how about I just want a grand and not have to share it? You know, like I mean, <laughs> yeah. so much more involved, you know? So, uh, you know, I, there's some, I'm sure some of the girls, you know, and I are pretty cool. Uh, believe it or not, uh, 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 what's her name? Lil Hood, uh, Chelsea, uh, she's cool. You know, we, we, she came over, she likes my wife. You know, we hung out a couple of times. Uh, I would consider her, you know, a friend. And uh, um, Lacey, obviously, is, and I've gotten much closer. I never knew Lacey until all this drama with Heather, like, recently popped up. And, you know, Heather, Lacey's mad cool. She's done a lot. Her po- you know, she's got a little podcast going on. Um, and even, I didn't even know that. The love. You know what's crazy? I mean, these girls from Malacca, it's funny because like I'll do a podcast, right? And like I'll look at my inbox the next day and I'll like five rock of love girls like shoot me. Hey, what's up? Like, you know, and I'm just like, all right, you know, whatever. And then, shoot, like, wow, like, man, that could have been dangerous on those shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, w- I would have liked to see you with your own show. I would have liked to watch 12 Pack of Love. 12 Pack of Love. <laughs> I, w- I think it would have been good TV, man. Yeah. You know, listen, if we can get the, if we can make it big enough and, you know, I'll just tell the wife, like, listen, I'm, I'm going to have to do it. I'm getting paid X, Y, and Z. Like, yo, you got to sit back and deal with it. You know? Yeah. Right. Hey man, if you want someone to fill the Ricky Rackman role and not be a threat, I'm always available. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Guys, well, let's, let's cheers one more, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't think there's any in there. I can make you one. Hold quick, on. One quick. <laughs> There we go. So we got to uh, send it off right. It's a two. It's a it's a weekday night. I've got to get up and drive two hours away in the morning. So, what uh, to do with and half buzzed up half my ride there in the morning? You know. Right. Yeah. We've got another interview tomorrow. We've got to do too. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah. And save some of that stuff for tomorrow. You know. Absolutely. I don't know if our next guest is gonna be as fun as you. He'll be. He'll be a good, good interview, but I don't think he's as much a party boy as you. No. All right. Not. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to hold <laughs> it down. Let's hold down the party boy honor as long as we can. Actually, I've got, I've got oh, a shit. $50 bottle. What is this stuff? I don't even know. Blantons. We'll do some straight Blantons out of the bottle. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I would say the nice thing I think we have in the house is like Buffalo Trace bourbon. <laughs> All taste the same to me. All this stuff was given as gifts like around the holidays from my clients. So. <laughs> At least I'm going to let them know. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, Hell yeah, guys. Cheers. Salud. Woo. Oh, that was a big boy swig. Woo. Hell All right. Yeah. I'm going to go swimming in my pool. All right, guys. Thanks for coming fun. on, man. Thank yeah, appreciate you. it. Have a good one. Yeah, and we oh, are out you, like sauerkraut, but out. that doesn't mean that we're gone. <laughs> See you, man. I'm out like sauerkraut, you know, but I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm gone. I'm sorry that, you know, it had to 
not end this way, because I know that, you know, times are endless, and I just wanted to let her know that I'm just so sorry that it had to end this way. Right there. I heard you're not using Anchor, and here is why you're wrong about that. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, it's got creation tools that you can use to record, edit, everything from your phone, your computer, whatever. And it's free. It costs no money, less than a gumball. Less than a gumball. <laughs> and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Uh, it goes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I think like seven other things. And you can most also, places. Yeah, most places that people are listening to podcasts. And you can distribute it even more beyond there. You're not stuck with just those ten places. Put it anywhere else. Uh, you can make money from it. We're making a little bit. I'm not going to talk about that. We're not going to get into that. But we're it's making tacky. we're making money. Uh, let's just put it that way. And with no minimum listenership. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're getting one listen or one million. You're making cash. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. Um, if you guys want to download it, it's available pretty much any app store, or you can go to anchor.fm to check it out. All right. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while.